It's Tidy Tuesday, y'all. Welcome to the Tidy Tuesday podcast, a project of the R4DS online learning community. I'm your host, John Harmon. I'll include links to everything I talk about in this episode in the show notes at tidytuesday.com. This is episode three for week 37 of 2019. Last week, we looked at data about Moore's Law from Wikipedia via the Data is Beautiful subreddit. As usual, there were a lot of great submissions, and I also put together my own visualization this week. One of my favorite visualizations this week was again from Jill Henriques, and I hope I'm pronouncing that at least close to correctly. Jill visualized transistor count relative to Moore's Law, and then he had bands where we were ahead of or behind Moore's Law. It was a really clear way to visualize how we're doing against Moore's Law, and you can see a link to that at tidytuesday.com. Jill's visualization leads me to the first technique for this week, Geom Smooth from ggplot2. Two arguments that you might need to pay particular attention to for Geom Smooth are method, which is how the smooth is calculated. A lot of times auto will work for that, but read the documentation for cases where you might want to mess with it. And then also formula, which takes R's formula syntax in the form Y tilde X or Y tilde log X, that sort of thing. In formulas like this, think of the tilde as depends on or is proportional to, such as Y depends on X or Y depends on the log of X where y is the dependent variable and x and anything else that's on the right side of the formula is the independent variable. You can see Jill's code for some examples of how you might use this. As I mentioned, I also put together a visualization this week, which was a bar chart race inspired by the video linked to in the original Tidy Tuesday post. I started from a tutorial from Towards Data Science, which is linked in the show notes at tidytuesday.com. I used the ggAnimate package originally created by David Robinson, but currently maintained by Thomas Lynn Peterson. He's done a lot of work to make it a lot more straightforward to use. The general idea for a lot of animated plots using ggAnimate is to start by creating a plot with a facet wrap. You might want to filter your data set down while you're working on that facet wrap because, you know, in my case, we would have had like 50 different plots for 50 years of data. In this case, I created a data set for each year that includes the top 10 transistor counts that existed as of that year, including the prediction from Moore's Law. And then I created a facet for each of those years that each facet has the top 10 for that year. And then once that works, you just change the facet wrap to transition states from the ggAnimate package. It works almost exactly like facet wrap. It has a few different arguments, which you can see in the code, but the idea is still the same. And then I also used view follow from ggAnimate to allow the horizontal axis to keep increasing as the time went on. And then I used the animate function and the gifsky renderer function to export the animation as a GIF. And the code is linked in the show notes. To see more of last week's visualizations, be sure to take a look at the links in our show notes, at the Tidy Tuesday hashtag on Twitter, and at the tidytuesday.rocks shiny app by Neil Grantham. And now let's take a look at this week's data. This week, we're looking at amusement park injuries from data.world, along with some more data from the Safer Parks database. This data set has lots of free text, so you can do some text analysis. But it also has some inconsistent coding of NAs, whether that's as N slash A or a bunch of pound signs. 
and it has some inconsistent date formats. Some of the dates are basically broken by Excel format, and then some of the dates are a more standard month, day, year. So there's a lot of data cleaning to do this week. And that leads me to the tidy techniques for this week. The first thing you're probably going to want to use is na underscore if from the dplyr package. This function is pretty straightforward. You're usually going to want to use it inside of a mutate, and it takes two arguments. The first argument, x, is the vector that you want to modify, and then the second argument is a vector of values that you want to replace with na. For example, you might give it a character vector of n slash a and pound, 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 and capital N, capital A, etc. And then all of those values, wherever they appear in that column, will be replaced with NA. And then the second function that you might find useful this week is case when, again from the dplyr package. Again, you're going to want to use this inside of a mutate. You give it a series of statements that evaluate to true or false, and then a tilde, and then the value to use in that case. The value can be a function, for example, different ways to parse dates. If the date is something like 45,000, that's an Excel date, and you can parse that with either as date from the Lubridate package, setting the origin to 1899-1230, which is the origin for Excel dates. Or you can use a function from the janitor package, Excel numeric to date, which is there specifically to deal with these weird dates that you might see from time to time from Excel data. I'd like to thank you for listening to the Tidy Tuesday podcast. I'd like to give a special thanks to my Patreon supporters, Daff Howells, Kim Cressman, Felipe Dialana, Matthew Faro, Anastasia Cuprina, Francisco Albornoz Cambiasso, and Elise. I'll get your hex stickers in the mail soon. If you enjoy the podcast, check us out at patreon.com slash tidytuesday. A $1 per episode pledge will get you a mention on the show and $2 gets you a Tidy Tuesday or R4DS hex sticker, and probably both. You can find us at tidytuesday.com for show notes or to subscribe, or find us in your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Twitter at TidyPod. We'll be back next week with a new data set. Until then, always be learning, and keep it tidy.